Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to a 49 er rush. Niners all day. That's brain sits home, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? This week is crazy. It's already crazy. And we've got so much stuff going on with, you know, this Cowboys game and the playoffs and, you know, getting in last second in overtime. Then they announce all pros today as well. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to spend most of our time, however, talking about the Cowboys. This is, man, a a peek behind the curtain of the enemy. See what they have going on, what they're good at, what they're bad at. We're going to hear from a myriad of players. We got Kyle Shanahan, Kittle, Bosa, Trent, Debo. We've got a lot of stuff on the agenda today. So buckle in. Let's go. Let's set it up. And the goal here today is when you walk away from this episode, you're going to understand what to look for and what's what's important, what's not important. And Obviously, you know, football games, usually whenever they're good teams, come down to three or four plays. And if you swing them either way, that's the winner, that's the loser. And what we want to do is kind of clarify that. And whether you're, as a coach, you try to spot these these trends and these patterns before the game so that you can prepare your players to execute and come out on the winning side of that. That's what we're trying to do. And so that's what we're doing here today. What's up, bro, Montana? <laughs> Uh-oh, this is a good. I just saw the first words of this. Skip Bayless is going to have a damn heart attack when he sees <laughs> the trap block coming in the hook. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. Um, yeah. Parson's great, and we're going to talk about Parson. He, he's incredible, but it's going to be fun. Um, my guess is they're going to move him a lot to the right side of the offensive line instead of the left. But uh, we'll we'll see what that looks like. We'll see what that looks like. Uh, Steven says, can you do a teaser um, with the over-unders and half-point card? Oh, I love it, man. Um, yeah, we got our whole betting segment coming in late. Obviously, we always got that. Um, and Sean says, man, I keep keeping the receipts of the people who are picking Dallas. Hey, man, eh, Vegas is picking them. Let them pick them. Let them pick them. I don't even care. I don't even care. What's up, Shane? Glad to have you with us. Let's start talking about All-Pro first because this just got announced today. Pro Bowl, unfortunately, with today's whatever, doesn't really mean very much. Um, All-Pro is kind of where it's at. It's still a very flawed process, and we're about to find out why. But this is kind of one of the big ones, especially for players. This is huge for you know paying bonuses and you know where they fit on pay scales with contracts and things like that. All-Pros are everything. Uh, literally, they are the ones that define if you're a great player or not and all those things. And some people play for rings, whatever. All pros measures you against your position. 
Now we have two first-team All-Pros, and I'm pretty sure you can all guess who they are. Trent Williams and Debo Samuel are both first-team All-Pros. Now, Trent got 46 out of 50. You can only get 50 votes. Those are the unanimous uh, players. And Trent got 46, which is crazy to me that he only got 46. There's perhaps, you know, being out and missing. I think he missed two games, right? I think that's kind of the issue, perhaps, but... Still bananas. There is no doubt in anybody's mind who the best left tackle in football is. Listen to George Kittle. Um, he was asked about Trent Williams. Trent Williams playing this week, by the way. He was asked about Trent Williams and what it's like to get him back and what that means for the team. He's the best football player I've ever played with, so it's very helpful. Uh, huge Trent Williams fan. Love playing with him. Love blocking with him. He makes my life a lot easier. Um, he makes everybody's life a lot easier. You can ask him to block two guys, and he'll do it with ease. Um, I mean, uh, Trent, like a little bit hurt is still better than I think almost everybody in the NFL, regardless of position. Um, so having him back is a huge impact for us and will allow us to do, um, a lot more things in the running, uh, running pass game. Yeah. I mean, did you see the big smile on Kittle's face, right? Like that tells a story and the story is Trent Williams, bad man, pajama. We got him for a third and a fifth round pick and he's the best left tackle in football. And it's not even close. Uh, James said, even Crocker picked Dallas. Uh, hey, I'm just saying, Crocker picked uh, the Rams last week, too. Crocker's going to be hanging out with us this week. Uh, so, Crocker, you know, a big fan of that dude. You know, he tries to stay unbiased and all those things. But if you're coming to Dallas, man, you better come party with us. Um, we're going to be there. Get your tickets, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We're going to be at Bombshells in Arlington Saturday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Nice. Um, come have a good time. We got trivia. We got giveaways out the wazoo. Wayne Breezy's birthday. He's flying there now. He beat me there, that little punt. Um, it's going to be awesome. Croc, Wayne Breezy. I think Javi's coming out as well. It's going to be an absolute freaking party. Um, so 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. That's where you get it. Uh, Matt. Thank you for the gift, man. He says, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Hey, channeling the inner uh, Dre Greedlaw, our own very own, you know, um, Mike Tyson. I, I was such a big Mike Tyson fan whenever I was a kid. I love that dude. Um, learned a little bit about him. That changed. Anyway, let's stick to Debo. Debo got 21 out of 50 votes. Now, he was the third... Wide receiver pick, but you get three wide receivers on the first team All-Pro. Um, now, the two guys ahead of them, Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup, both got unanimous 50. And then you had Debo 21. Now, he was just ahead of Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Justin Jefferson had 20. Debo had 21, so pretty close. Now, he, here's what I want to say. I'm, I'm going to let Debo talk first, but, man, some writers need to figure some stuff out pretty damn quick. Um... It was, it's a blessing, you know what I'm saying? I'll praise to God. Um, thankful, you know what I'm saying, just to be able to, you know what I'm saying, be an all-pro. It just, it just shows that all the things that I put out there on the field, week in, week out, just giving it my all, and it was just the best thing to be named all-pro. I mean, the amount of yards, 1,770 yards, that's stupid. The amount of touchdowns he's had. Now, and I think perhaps some people didn't vote for him because, yeah, he's a running back as well. He was asked, <laughs> he was asked, what position do you play? And he said, wide running back. Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a wide back, uh, you know, kind of tongue in cheek there, but that's kind of who he is. Now, Nick Bosa. All right. Nick Bosa got completely robbed. Now, and here's what, let me, let me specify this. Okay. There's two edge players that get to be first team. TJ Watt got 50 votes unanimous. 
Miles Garrett got 29, okay? So that's your first team. Now, if you wanted to put in your own whatever, if you wanted to have TJ Watt or Miles Garrett ahead of Nick Bosa, if you have them in that range, I'm cool with that. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. It's the people after that that, that piss me off because there's a first all-pro team and a second all-pro team. The second all-pro team this year goes to Robert Quinn, who's been unreal. He is sat, I mean, just straight sacks, not really much else. And Cosby got six votes to Bosa's five. That's insanity. Uh, whether you look at metrics, impact on the field, the only thing, the only thing that I think you could possibly say that Crosby has in favor is he showed up bigger in primetime games, especially of late. That's it. There's not one metric or film component that you could possibly say he's better at than Bosa, uh, whether it's sacks, tackles for loss, run game, pass game, uh, doesn't matter. He, It's not even close. Listen to the head coach, Kyle Shanahan, talk about uh, Bosa and getting snubbed from the All-Pro. Um, I mean, I haven't got a chance to talk to the guys. Um, I mean, it's unbelievable for um, Debo and Trent. It's more than deserved. So, so happy for them. Um, I definitely think Bosa should definitely be there. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I'm shocked that I don't think I think I don't think people appreciate how good Bosa is play in and play out. Um, I've heard people talk about him for comeback player of the year, and every time they say that, I can't believe he hasn't been mentioned in um, defensive um, player of the year. So that was a surprise to me. It, the the dude should have been there. Uh, he's the he's the best player on the defense by far. Um, and again, like if you just had him as a second team All Pro, I get it. Uh, those other guys, Garrett and TJ Watt, have played phenomenally and they showed out. But Bosa is freaking unreal. Um, and he missed. I think Kittle didn't get any votes. He missed too much time. Uh, Warner. I don't think Warner played at an All Pro level for the first two thirds of the season. If you just look at Warner, you know the last month, sure he belongs there. But he, a little rough, a little bit of a rough start. I think the biggest snub probably is Lake. Tomlinson not that he should have been you know first team he should have got votes the dude didn't give up a sack all year not one sack all year and start played every snap Lakin should have got votes um you know he, he just doesn't get the recognition he deserves now let's flip side we're playing the Cowboys this week what did their team look like um well they had four all pros uh, well three first team all pros we had two uh, Zach Martin, who I think is the best player on their team, their uh, right guard, he's incredible, got 46 votes. Micah Parson got 46 votes as a linebacker. He's one of those hybrid guys. Trayvon Diggs, uh, he was the leading vote-getter for corners. We're going to talk a lot about him with 33 votes. And then you got their punter, Brian Angler, um, who was their second-team All-Pro. He got 18 votes. And Tyron Smith got one vote. So, you know, a couple other just things that I keep track of. Creed Humphrey, um, who we should have picked in the second round. I'm going to stay strong on that one. He got 10 All-Pro votes at center, was the second-team All-Pro center. And DeForest Buckner got five for defensive tackle. So he was All-Pro last year. He didn't get this year. Uh, still had a very, very good year, but not like what he did last year. Now, okay, let's switch gears a little bit. That That's the All-Pro talk. Um, we'll spend some more time on that in the offseason for sure. Let's talk about the Cowboys. Who Who is this team? Who are they? What do they look like? Well, they're the first in total DVOA in the NFL. And what that does is measures efficiency on a play-by-play -play setting. Um, and they're number one. Number one in the NFL. They're really good at a lot of things. And again, you know, Kyle, every single NFL team is going to kind of hype up the opposing team you're about to play. This one, he kind of kept going for a while. 
Um, I mean, you can see why why they're in this position. I mean, just offensive, defensively, special teams. I mean, their numbers are you know off the charts on both sides uh, in both phases. Um, they got very good talent. Um, they got very good schemes. Um, watching their defense, just I mean, it looks so much to me like a Dan Quinn defense. I mean, he's changed a lot schematically in coverages and everything, but um, the way those eleven guys play and attack the ball and go for the ball, um, he's got them going. Um, and it's it's not a coincidence they're leading the league in turnover, getting turnovers on um, their offense, starting with their quarterback. He's a great player. Um, you know, um, Kellen does a real good job schematically, especially with the receivers they have and the two running backs they have and the whole line they have. So very talented team, and um, it's very obvious why they're in this position. Now, they're they're interesting because with all metrics, once you get to you, – you have a larger sample size, right? So 17 games. They're 12 and 5. Okay, so they've been victorious 12 times. They've lost five. Well, all right, let's look at this because – it's different whenever, okay, we're third place in the NFC West. They're first place in the NFC East. Big difference, all right? Now, if you just look at the Cowboys team against playoff teams, they're three and four. One of those three wins. Oh, no, we disconnected. We disconnected. Oh, no. Uh, we're trying to reconnect. Hopefully, you guys are still with us. Are y'all still with us there? Oh, no. My son must have turned on Fortnite. Ah, <laughs> this ain't good. Um, anyway, we're going to keep rolling. I think we're still going. Uh, hopefully it's okay. Um, but the idea is this. the forty. I have to text my son while we're live on the air uh, to get off the Xbox. That's about right. <laughs> All right, here we go. We are back. Get off the Xbox, son. All right, uh, but the idea is this. Hopefully, you're back with us. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, internet problems with teenagers. Hashtag Fortnite. You got to be kidding me. Now, the Cowboys are three and four with playoff teams. So three of those wins, two of them were against the Eagles. We beat the Eagles as well. Now, they blew the Eagles out both times, but one of the times the Eagles played with their backups, and that was week 17. Now, if we just look at their wins, okay, so hold the Cowboys' wins, again, starting early in the season to where we are now. They beat the Chargers by three, quality win. Eagles by 20, quality win. Panthers by eight, no. Giants by 24, they blew them out, but I think the Giants were the worst team in the NFL this year. They beat the Patriots by three in overtime. I think that's their best win in their entire season. Vikings by four, quality here we go. Falcons by 40. Saints by 10. Good win. Washington football team by 7. Giants by 15. Bad win. Washington football team by 42. Eagles by 25. So they freaking were taken off at the end there. There's no doubt about that. And, and so the way that things were going for them was huge. But whenever we look at kind of what they lo their losses are, I think this tells a different story. Because again, you look at their losses, they lost to the Bucks by 2. They lost to the Broncos by 14. They lost to the Chiefs by 10, Raiders by 3, Cardinals by 3. And so when it's close, it usually doesn't go as well. The Cowboys are a front-running team. And we're, we're going to get into some more details there. When it's close, they struggle. They, if they jump ahead early, man, they will. their offense will just put the pressure on you. Um, that's now again their their win last week they put up fifty one they won fifty one to twenty six against the Eagles backups 
Eh, I mean, it's Gardner Minshew. It's what it is. Now, there are injuries. Michael Gallup is probably the biggest injury that they're dealing with. Uh, he's on IR. He's done. Um, I think Michael Gallup would be a number two wide receiver for a lot of teams. He's their number three. That's kind of the strength of their team. They've got some stud wideouts. There's no doubt about it. Um, now, hopefully the sign sounds back. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, yeah, the, the sun's off the internet, and now my, my signal is good. So can everybody hear me now? Are we all good? Give me a thumbs up if you're there. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. It shouldn't freeze anymore now. Now, um, injury report. So their safety, uh, J. Ron Curse, he's still in COVID, but he should be able to play. Keanu Neal, linebacker, safety, he didn't play. Did not practice Thursday, but he's probable. And Israel Muku, uh, Mukuamu. I remember this dude uh, from South Carolina watching that. Um, anyway, he's limited as well. They don't have a lot of injuries. Now us, we're a little bit different. Now here's Kyle Shanahan talking about the injury report. All right, guys. Um, injuries for the for the game. Um, Aziz will be questionable. Um, Hufanga will be questionable. Mitch Wisnowski will be questionable, and Marcel Harris questionable. So, great news and bad news there. Okay, our questionable guys, Aziz, he didn't get a practice this week. I, I, I'm i not sure he will be able to play. Marcel Harris with the Achilles, Hufunga knee, Wisnowski with that concussion, right? But it's, it's what he didn't say. This is what's key. Trent Williams, 100%, not even on the injury report. Back-to-back days practicing. You know, he had the elbow issue. Here's him talking about it right now just with his elbow. This is Trent. Um, the elbow is doing good. Um, it's made a, um, a lot of improvement over the past week or so. Um, yeah, I practiced today. Felt, felt pretty good. Um, you know, I chose to go with the tape. I'm not a huge fan of the brace. So, um, you know, I went with the tape today, but everything feels, feels pretty good. So that, there we go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back out of this and come back with a new stream. Uh, sorry about that, guys. I'll be right back. All right, guys, we are picking back up. Sorry about that. It uh, it happens, unfortunately. But we're talking, again, if you're back with us, I'll sync these together for the audio. Uh, we'll make it work just fine. Not a big deal. But if you missed the first part, uh, <laughs> uh, the kiddo was on Fortnite, caused the internet to crash, and uh, it's what it is. But uh, welcome back. Here we go. Let's jump in. We're going to pick up where we're, we're off. We already talked to All Pro. Um, we're going through some of the injury reports. But again, the biggest and best news that we got today, Trent Williams, he's playing, number one. Number two, Elijah Mitchell, he took his rest days. His knees had some issues. He's back. He's fine. And, and maybe one of the most important people because, again, if you look at what this Dallas team is weak at, they're really weak at run defense. Elijah Mitchell is going to be huge. Jaquaski Tart, huge, especially with Hafunga out. Like, you need one of those guys. Tart has been playing unreal and, you know, we had an opportunity to listen to the head coach talk about how important it is to get all these injured players back. Oh, it's, I mean, it's huge. I mean, I think guys put a lot of pressure on themselves, and it's really tough to get up for these games every week, just the, the physicality of it that um, not many people in this world can do it. And it's a huge challenge for those guys. But, um, 
you know, those guys don't want to let each other down. And uh, they all try so hard to get to Sunday, but sometimes your just body won't allow it, um, especially as you get here towards the end. And, you know, especially that, if we didn't win, knowing there wouldn't be a game after it, that was tough. And I knew how hard that was for Trent. It was hard for all those guys. Um, that's why those guys were as excited as anybody that we won because I know they want to come back and help us get through these playoffs. I mean, you got to imagine how stressful that is. Like, you play all year for the opportunity to play in the postseason just to get injured in what could possibly be a play-in game, right, versus the Rams. Like, that could be the last player season. And so to have those guys come back and get an opportunity to suit up again, it means a lot, and it goes far. Shot J, I love you, man. He says, starting to go fund me for your interwebs. Man, it's crazy. We pay for two different internet connections in this household uh just so we could all do the streaming things and all that stuff it is still not enough um that's how much freaking xbox ah cuss words i'm gonna slam it against the wall after <laughs> so i'm gonna go full freaking crazy mode but that's okay um so let's turn now let's look to the past what is the history of the dallas cowboys versus the 49ers i think this is a big one right um, we, we all know this. And again, you know, if I talk to young, like high school kids or college kids or younger fans, not that it's their fault, um, they don't get it. And how can they? What the Cowboys and 49ers meant for the longest time was who's going to be the Super Bowl winner? It's one of these two teams. And so for about two decades straight, it was Cowboys or Niners, and that's it. That's it. You know, especially in the NFC. And so whoever wins out of those two, that's what it's going to be. Um, you know, my, again, my fandom started, I grew up in Dallas-Fort Worth, I had a stepdad that, man, we would go after it, we'd go at it a lot of times, and he was a diehard Cowboys fan. I started rooting for the 49ers just to piss him off. That's just kind of who I was, and that's who I am today. You know, I've got family back there and stuff, and it, it's awesome. But if you look at kind of what this series is from the start, Cowboys lead the series 19-17-1, to 17 to 1. so we're down two wins. Cowboys have won six out of the last seven. If you just look at the postseason itself, the Cowboys are 5-2 and two versus the 49ers. We haven't done that well in the postseason versus them. But this very weekend, and I think this is important, it's the 40th anniversary of the catch. The catch. Capital T, capital C, the catch. And so, you know, that's there. And so whenever you look at, you know, just this these teams, because the players don't remember, right? The players don't remember. They really, really, Jimmy Ward might. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think too many other ones re really remember. You know, I'm 39. Like, they're younger than me. And so they, they weren't around for what that was like. But even if you just look at the two teams themselves, you don't have to go very far to see this is a game that matters big time. Guess who their DC is? It's Dan Quinn. Why, why does Dan Quinn matter, right? Dan Quinn was the head coach for Kyle Shanahan. Whenever they were in Atlanta, you know, they went to the Super Bowl and lost. But Dan Quinn, guess where he got his start in his career, the NFL career? San Francisco. He was with us all the way back under Steve Mariucci. So he was a quality control coach for two years under Mooch. Then he got promoted to defensive line coach under Dennis Erickson, or I think the worst coach in 49ers history personally, but that's okay. Um, not Dan Quinn, Dennis Erickson. Uh, then he left to the Dolphins, Jets, Seahawks, went back down to college for the Florida Gators, then came back to Seattle, was their DC. Um, I mean, the dude's a hell of a coach. 
Listen to Kyle talk about his former head coach and kind of what this is. And he goes for a minute now. Um, I mean, it was, it was cool watching him because I haven't got to play against him since 19. And um, I know exactly what, um, you know, they were very similar in 19 to how it was when I was there. Um, but just watching him now, got Dallas, you know, it's still his style. They, they play the exact same way, and it's very obvious when you see him on tape. And uh, that's the coolest thing about Dan. But just coverage-wise and stuff, it's it's very different. Um, the, you know, not as much cover three and the type of man coverage as they're doing. And, um, you know, it's impressive for Dan to do it a certain way his whole career and then, you know, to make the adjustments, mainly because of, probably because of his personnel, um, just stuff that he wants to add. But it's his looks like his first time doing it, at least since I've known him. Um, and it's it's definitely been very good and it's hard to deal with and but who he is doesn't change um he's a motivator and he gets those guys to rush the quarterback he gets them to play hard and um that the team is very tough to beat and and so like yeah if you he's had a lot of success i really do like dan quinn as a coach um i think he will probably be a head coach this year this upcoming year uh won the super bowl as defensive coordinator for the seahawks uh nfc champs the year after that listen to his coaching People he's coached under Pete Carroll, Dennis Erickson, Eric Mangini, Mariucci, Mike McCarthy, Jim Mora, Nick Saban. Like he's been around. Um, and, you know, once you have that kind of, I don't know, experience and connections, you're going to have a lot of people be able to say nice things about you. Now, let's shift over. Here we go. Let's talk about the defense. Let's, let's kind of hone in a little bit and just see what it is they're good at. And maybe what they're not so good at. I mean, I was pretty impressed just turning on the tape just because of how hard they play that you know, and how fast they move. I mean, it jumps off the screen. Uh, the way their D-line plays is so um, so reminds me of Dan Quinn. Um, it's similar style to our, our defensive line and just how they're penetrating, coming off the ball at all times. Um, I mean, the more you watch them, it just gets stronger. You, you realize um, in their secondary why they get so many turnovers. I mean, they create havoc up front with how fast they play and all the stunts and everything. And um, everybody back there in the back end um, has some ball skills. I mean, they play good man coverage, but if there's ever an overthrow, if there's ever a tip, um, they very rarely miss it. And that's why I've been, they've been one of the better defenses to me in the league. And, I mean, you look at just their defensive rankings. Okay, here we go. We'll just go through it. First in the NFL in turnovers. They have 34. First in interceptions, 26 turnovers. Stephon, uh, sorry, Diggs' brother, Trayvon Diggs. I almost said Stephon Diggs. Uh, Diggs has 11 interceptions by himself. The 49ers combined have nine. He has more than the whole entire team. Second in defensive DOVOA. 49ers are seventh. The Cowboys have the second best third down percentage, only 34%. Third most quarterback hits, fourth in passes defense. Seventh total points, seventh passing touchdowns, seventh rushing touchdowns. Eighth in first downs allowed. Like, they are a great, not good, a great defense. But there are some issues. Let's listen to the wild man George Kittle talk about this team real quick. Uh, you're talking about all over the ball, offense, defense. I mean, they, uh, they got stars all over the field. Uh, I mean, I've... I love watching Dallas film. I think their offense is incredibly fun to watch from their wide receivers. Ezekiel Elliott, I've always enjoyed watching him. Uh, the running back behind Ezekiel is incredible. He's fast, runs through tackles. Dak Prescott's pretty good at football. They've got an un unreal O-line. Um, they've got athletes all over the field. And then on defense, I think they've got a fantastic D-line. Um, Parsons is a physical, fast guy. I'm excited to play against him. 
Um, uh, friend of Vander Esch. I've been looking forward to playing him because I didn't get to play him last year. So, I'm, and then I got Lawrence and Gregory. I mean, they got stars and athletes all over the field that know how to play football and they love playing football. So, I mean, it's a really good team, and I'm looking forward to getting an, an opportunity to play against them. Yeah, and, and so like you listen to those names, they got a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it, Anita. She says, "Love it, John. Go easy on the boys. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll I'll try my best. The longer this podcast goes, the better. Uh, I'm usually pretty chill, but sometimes whenever I get upset, I get upset. You guys see the the red face, which is always present. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll chill out on the boys. I'll try to anyway. Um, luckily for them, I downloaded Halo on there, so I won't destroy it. So it's okay. They're they're probably safe in that uh, regard. Now, weaknesses for the Cowboys defense, and there are weaknesses they're 31st out of 32 teams in penalties they get a lot of penalties 121 penalties against to put that into perspective the 49ers have 94 penalties against they got 121 uh the Steelers who have the most have 123 so only two more penalties and they would have been the most penalized defense in the NFL 28th in yards after catch allowed they play man defense and they go for the ball (coughs) excuse me but Yards after the catch. We are the best team in the NFL. Debo has the most yards after the catch in the NFL. George Kittle's right up there, and so is Ayuk. So this is going to be a boomer bust game. Jimmy is very prone to throwing interceptions, as we know. But if the ball gets there on time, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, even Juwan Jennings, they're going to make some things happen. They're 26 on fourth down percentages, okay? They're giving up 61% of fourth down conversions. Got to go for it. Got to go for it. You need points to win this game. This is not going to be a low-scoring affair. Um, Vegas has this as the highest-scoring wild-card game of of any of them. So there's going to be points when the Cowboys play. 25th in pass attempts, 23rd in yards per rush. That's the big one. They allow 4.5 yards per rush. It, it doesn't take imagination to see the pathway for the 49ers to win this. It, to have success offensively. Run the ball. Get the ball quickly into your wide receiver and tight end's hands. Let them do their thing. Which, guess what? What is <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo's entire recipe for winning games? You know, not a lot of, you know... A-, a dot or you know depth of target you're not throwing deep balls it's quick passes and it's run the ball you do those things you're going to be okay they don't blitz uh really in the middle of the league as far as blitzes go but you heard some of the names Kittle brought up Micah Parsons Demarcus Lawrence Randy Gregory this is probably the best edge rushing group that our team that the 49ers have played against all year now Trent Williams the best left tackle in the NFL Talked about what it's going to be like going against this Dallas front four. Oh man, I mean they they want you know that that three that that rush tandem the eleven ninety four and ninety, um, you know that three of the best in the league when you look at one one group. I think that's one of the most concentrated group of rushers and, and more dynamic group of rushers. Um, I think that makes that defense go personally. If you look at the at them at them throughout the year, they they all get it started up front. It all starts up front. Um, I think 94 is having a breakout year. Um, I've always thought he's a pretty talented guy. I think um, now there's there's not as many people in, in, in front of him. And, um, you know, I think he's showing the league what he really can do. I think he's really he's really setting it on fire as opposed to what he can do in the pass rush game and 
how hard he plays. And, you know, obviously we all know what 11's been doing and we've all seen what 90's done his whole career. So um, those guys present a huge challenge. It's not definitely not going to be easy. It's one of the things we just can't play into their hands and, and um, you know, have to get into a drop-back game. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get a pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, you stay with who you are. Don't be who you aren't. Don't panic. And if you're the 49ers offense, you're wanting to script this game very similar to the 2019 playoff run against the Vikings in Green Bay. Dominate on the ground. Don't fall in a deficit and just run the ball, you know, 30-plus times. That's what you're trying to do. However, if you fall into a deficit like you did against the Rams 17-0, to you're going to have to open up and throw the ball. Not that throwing the ball is bad. But you don't want to be predicated upon just throwing the ball. You need to have that run game in there. Now, Trayvon Diggs, let's talk about him. Okay, He is the biggest boom-bust corner in the NFL. Did he deserve All-Pro? Yes. 11 interceptions, that's something special. But you got to look at everything with him. It's not just interceptions. That's 11 plays. What about the other 600-plus plays this year? Well, guess what? He's allowed five touchdowns. He's allowed the most receiving yards of any cornerback in the entire NFL. 1,016 yards against him. That's number one. The worst of anybody in the NFL. The most penalties for any cornerback in the entire NFL. He's got 11 against himself. We talk about Josh Norman. This dude's got twice as many as Norman. He's given up the third most yards after the catch. So, he's feast or famine. And they're fine with that because he's getting all these interceptions. I was really high on him um, coming out of college. Like, I had a first-round grade on him. I thought he was going to be great. I didn't know he'd be 11 interceptions great. But, again, this is a boom-or-bust type of guy. Yeah, he's going to be going for the action. Uh, we saw what happened last week to Jalen Ramsey when he got aggressive. What did we do? We did the little halfback pass, Debo pass right over him for the touchdown. Uh, we went and got, we went after Jalen Ramsey a lot last week, and they were almost all successful. The one that wasn't was the pass where Jimmy got hit in the head and got intercepted. Um, but it's what it is. It's what it is. 
Um, what's up, Niner Sickness? Uh, I just saw this. He says, John, love what you do. Um, you're my inspiration just for why I started a YouTube channel. That is awesome, man. I freaking love that. Thank you, Niner Sickness. Uh, I've been on his show before. It's great. Go check it out, guys. If you haven't yet, uh, Niner Sickness Podcast, go go check it out. I love it, man. Love the positivity. And, man, there, there's, there's room for everybody here at this table is what I always say. Um, now, players you can exploit. Their safety, who's currently in COVID, um, I, I like the way he plays. I like the way he shows up on film. J-Ron Curse, he, he's pretty great. Like, his numbers are great. Uh, his film's good. Really positive player. Listen to what he said. Again, I don't have the clip here. I'm going to read you the quote. Uh, sorry. Um, and shout out to Juan Salas, who made all these clips available. Dude works his tail end off. Uh, excited to party with him this weekend in Dallas. This is what the safety J-Ron Curse said. Um, and again, this was right after he said Kittle's one of, if not the best tight end in the game. So I want to give context. Um, then he says this, quote, he has to go against me too. I kind of get ticked off when I'm being asked, Kittle this and Kittle that. He has to play me too. We'll see how that shakes out. Whew. Like, ah, uh, like, not that that's like bulletin board material, but you mean to tell me you don't think George Kittle heard that? You don't think George Kittle cares about that? I promise you he does. I promise you he does. It's a big deal. Now, this quote from Kittle was before that quote, okay? So just understand that. So this is Kittle. He hasn't heard that yet. But listen to the mentality and the context and, and just how it puts everything into perspective, how important it is to be in the playoffs. And you're going to hear some crazy numbers about Tony Gonzalez, Trent Williams, a whole bunch of stuff. This is huge. This is how big of a game this is. Um, I mean, this time around, I think, completely different than what we did last time. Last time we were sending a one seed with a bye, getting a week of our bodies right, watching other teams play football. Um, and now we're on the road, guaranteed almost, uh, for the next uh, three games. We want to get back to where we want to go. So, I mean, definitely a little bit of a different mindset. But, um, no, I think one of the best things I you know learned from the playoffs last time, um, especially, you know, my – my tight end coach John Embry was always he we talked about just last week was I got to play my fourth postseason game which is more than Tony Gonzalez ever got to play in in like 17 years and so Trent Williams has played in two in his whole career Alex Mack I think is at four maybe more maybe five and so you just you never know when you're gonna get the opportunity um I think yeah Alex Mack said he hadn't played in a postseason game till year eight and so the fact that I get to play him in my second postseason year five uh, every single snap matters. It doesn't matter if you're on the back side of the run, front side, you're on the back side of a pass. It doesn't really matter what your role is. You have to do it the best of your ability every single snap because you don't know if you're going to get another one. Um, you know, if you lose that game, you don't, you're not, there's no guarantees you're going to be back the next year. Um, so many things can happen. I mean, that happened to us last year. You know, we thought we had a great team going into it, and all of a sudden we had 45 guys on IR, it felt like. And we're in a position now where uh, we have guys healthy, we have guys coming back. Um, I think our offense is hitting a little bit of a stride here. Guys are playing at a high level, and our defense looks pretty damn good. So, um, you know, we just got to keep this thing rolling and take advantage of every single snap that we have. It's just, again, the finality to what this is. I mean, shoot, look at Dan Marino, right? Gets to the Super Bowl his first year, um, never makes it again. A lot of teams don't play in the playoffs very often. I mean, shoot, you just look at this Cowboys team. They have two playoff wins. Um, in the past 31 years, and all of their playoff wins have been in the wild card round. Like the Cowboys haven't seen past the divisional round in 31 years. Our 49ers team has been in the playoffs twice in a decade, or the Super Bowl twice. We didn't get a win though. Like playoffs are not something that just happens. 
Now, this is a very good team. And, like, again, I fully expect the 49ers to win this game. I think they're the better team. I do, especially with where they're peaking at right now. Now, before we jump to the offense, again, I talked about this one. Uh, this is huge. Uh, we're filling up pretty quick, so make sure you guys jump in on this. All right, guys, big news here. We have set up a texting service because we're throwing the biggest Chapman production <laughs> party ever, and it's going to take place during the NFL draft. Um, so we're throwing a party in Las Vegas. That's where the draft is. We're going to be there, and not only me, but we have not one, but two San Francisco 49ers players that are going to be there as well. Autographs, pictures, the whole shebang. And we're going to be broadcasting live during days one and two of the draft. So if you've joined us in the past during the draft, you know that's my baby. Um, the amount of time that I put into that is very, very important to me. Um, and so we're going to throw the best draft party that's ever been created for 49ers fans. And you're going to get to meet some of the players. Um, one of them is the team captain going to be around for a while. One of them is a prominent rookie going to be around for a while. We've agreed to everything verbally with the agents and the players just waiting to get the contract details ironed out um, and all those things. So we're going to be releasing some early bird ticket pricing and the only way that you can get is through this text service. Now, we're not going to spam you or anything like that. That's not what this is. This is to update people on the biggest party. I'm, I've told you guys, like, I'm teaching this is my last year, coaching this is my last year. I'm banking this is my career, and this is going to be the set-off point. And this is going to be a whole no expense. We're putting it all in. All the chips are coming in. So I want you to be a part of this. So text DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to this number, 833 833- Three zero six zero three six five. Again, not a spam account, just for the NFL draft. And if the NFL draft's not your thing, this probably ain't for you anyway. But again, text draft to eight three 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 zero six zero three six five for some special deals. And again, I'm going to release the cheap early bird prices for this. So if you want to save some money, come party with the 49ers and me um, and lots of other 49ers people as this continues to grow. This is going to be a big event. Um, so. Thank you guys for all the support. It's pretty cool seeing where all this is growing. I could not do it without your support. So I want to say thank you again. Text DRAFT to 833-306-0365. All right. Uh, and again, Elijah Mitchell's one of those players. I can release that one. We have the signed, finalized contract there. Uh, everything's been agreed to with the other player, but I don't want to throw his name out there just yet. Um, all right. Here we go. Let's talk about the offense. For the Dallas Cowboys. Now, their offensive coordinator is one of my favorite in the NFL. Uh, Kellen Moore, a lot of you guys remember him from Boise. He was the backup at Dallas. Dude's a stud. Uh, he became the quarterback coach under Garrett in 2018. Then, right after one year of a QB coach, he became the OC. Dude's going to be a head coach next year. Uh, if I was in charge of the Cowboys, one, they'd be a lot better than they are under Jerry Jones. But two, I would fire Mike McCarthy, and I would promote Kellen Moore like that. Boom. He would be my head coach. He's that good. Um, he's been an offensive coordinator for three years, and twice his team has led the NFL in yards. Fourteenth um, last year with Dak, you know, snapping his leg in half. He's incredible. He's awesome. Now listen to these defense or offensive stats. There's a lot of them. Here we go. First out of 32 teams in points. First in yards. Second in passing yards. Third in passing touchdowns. Fourth yards per pass. Sixth in offensive DOVOA. 49ers are fifth, by the way. Sixth in first down, sixth in pass attempts, seventh in interceptions, eighth yards per rush, ninth yards uh, rushing yards total. Pretty damn good. 
Weaknesses, their lowest statistical category out of 32 teams is 17th. That's in rushing touchdowns. It's the only one they're below average. Average is 16th. And they're ahead of everything. Their offense is really good. Now, the only weakness I could find, and I'll jump down here now. I'm a little out of order now, but that's okay. I started looking back at the past two months of their games and just jumping into, you know, all these different things. And here's what I found, okay? Games the Cowboys have won the last two months. So it, it, I think it's uh, it's nine weeks. There's been nine weeks in the last two months, whatever. Um, nine Sundays. Listen to this first half points and wins. This is how many points they've scored in the first half in the games they have won in the past two months. They've scored 30 points, 42 points. It's all first half points. A lot of points, right? So 30, 42, 15, 24, 13, and 36. They've averaged 26.6 points in the first half alone. That's their wins. Now, their losses, which they've lost three games in this time period, their first half points scored 7, 13, and 3. They've averaged 7.6. So you're seeing this. 20-point difference just in the first half alone with their offense. That's it. And and so if you want to beat this team, you got to start fast. And and so the only weakness I could find, and I had to dig deep there. (laughs) I was going Da Vinci Code stuff. Like, you you can't let them start fast. You can't do that. Last week versus the Rams, they started fast, right? They scored on the first three possessions. Uh, Coaches on the field were down 17-0. We made adjustments and came back. This offense is different. You can't do that. You can't spot three, t- you know, three scores and then fight your way back in. I, I mean, probably would have said the same thing about the Rams too uh, before that happened. But you don't want to do that this week. You want to start fast, and you don't have to go back very far for the 49ers to see they can start fast on defense and offense. It just hasn't been in the past three weeks. So that's one of those things that has to change. Has to change. Um, now, players to watch, watch out for. I think Zach Martin, as I said earlier, best player on their team. Their right guard. He's incredible. Him versus DJ Jones and Eric Armstead is going to be a fun watch. Um, whenever they put 95 in, I really hope that he's not on the left side of the offensive line. That scares me. Big time, big time. Uh, Tyron Smith is an absolute stud. Um Listen to Nick Bosa, which it's always funny listening to Nick Bosa. He's just so hilarious. Talk about... Tyron Smith. They're both very solid players. Um, obviously, Tyron's had a Hall of Fame career, I think. Um, and he, him and Trent have been the best tackles in the league for a long time. Uh, but um, they're definitely beatable. Uh, there's there's tape on, on them getting beat, and... Uh, we're trying to do the same, um, but they've definitely been in and out of the lineup a lot this year in the past years, so um, just game plan is to make them work. Make them work, yeah. I, I don't know how to take Bosa at his press conferences because it's comical, but yeah, it's different. He's just like so, just like yeah, like whatever. But he's like the dude. I swear. Uh, <laughs> that, that's what he reminds me. It's just like, well, like yeah, man. But that's like your opinion. Uh, <laughs> but even more laid back somehow. Now, Dak, obviously, the entire offense goes through him. He's got thirty-seven touchdown passes to ten interceptions. That's nuts. Three point seven 
Um, touchdowns over interceptions, that's that's really, really, really good. Um, no rushing touchdowns in his last seven games. I thought that was interesting. Really hasn't ran very much this year. Um, favors the left side when throwing, uh, especially 10-plus yards downfield. So if you just look at 10 um, to however long downfield, he's thrown nine touchdowns and zero interceptions to the left side. That seems to be where he has the most success. A lot of that's because that's where Amari Cooper lines up usually outside. And then you talk about their two wide receivers. Um, you know, I, I don't, I really don't consider Zeke. I don't even think he's the best running back on their team, to be honest with you. He's a workhorse guy, but I, he's nothing really special. Uh, not anymore. But you look at their wide receivers, C.D. Lamb, who Niners fans are very well aware. A lot of them, that was their draft crush. I was one of those. Um, I hate OU. I'm a Longhorn, and I love C.D. Lamb. I, I really wanted to get him. He's got 79 receptions, 1,100 yards, and six touchdowns. Seven drops, though. Amari Cooper, 78 receptions, one less. 800 yards, eight touchdowns. Um, again, you want to put Debo's numbers into perspective against theirs, it's pretty easy to see, right? Debo has 1,770 yards um, and almost, yeah, uh, same touchdowns of them combined. But these are some very good wide receivers. Um, and it's going to be a challenge for Ambry Thomas and Emmanuel Mosley. There's no doubt about it. Listen to Kyle Shanahan talk about their wide receivers and kind of what this looks like. Um, I mean, they're real good just in terms, I mean, they, they both can run with the ball. Um you know, Amari's been doing it for a while in this league. He's a real good route runner. He can make some big plays deep and underneath. And CD has got some of that running back t type skill set in terms of, you know, you, you can see he could, every time he catches it, it's like a kick or punt return. Um, that's how he was in college too. He's a dynamic guy that can make some plays. And every time he touches the ball, it better not be the guy in front of him. He better have the other 10 guys swarming to it because he can reverse the field and anything like that. So two really good players. Um, they got a really good group tied with a great quarterback back um you know i know get missing gallops huge i know they gotta be bummed about that because he just watching him he's a real good player for him but we played a number of good groups this year and they're right up there with anyone yeah i'll say this is steven asked this question what corner do you put on the left side for our niners again the left offensive side is what dak favors so our right cornerback is going to be emmanuel mosley you keep ambry thomas where he's been comfortable which is the defensive left uh, that shouldn't change. I wouldn't change that at all. But the one thing that I would do, uh, we I don't think D'Amico Ryans does this at all, but we always look like we have our two high safeties, and then we usually rotate one down and one over the top late based on motions or whatever else. I would keep Jimmy Ward to Ambry Thomas' side. Um, again, whenever Ward's over there, Thomas plays with so much more confidence, which he plays with a lot of confidence anyway. But, man, I, I, that's what I would personally do. I, I would kind of fix my safeties. I know they're not going to, but that would be one adjustment I would make. Uh, keep Jimmy Ward to Ambry Thomas' side. That's just what I would do. Um, now, here we go. Let's talk about this. Um, let, let's jump into our bets, baby. Y'all ready for this? Man, we have crushed it this year. Here we go. My bookie. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The 49ers are in the playoffs. And here with my book, you can take your home, you can take home your biggest wins of the year and double your deposit bonus as always. It's easy. Sign up for my bookie and use the promo code 49ers49ERS. And they're going to double your first deposit. Boom. 
instantly, and then you get a bet and win even more money if you get it correctly. Now it's the playoffs. 49ers are in. Um, currently three-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Cowboys, so you're getting points if you want to jump in on that. And again, you can always bet on who's going to win the NFC Championship. You bet on Super Bowl matchups, who's going to win the Super Bowl, and much more with my bookie. So don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 using promo code 49ERS. Head to my bookie, place your bets, and get ready for the unmatched intensity of playoff football. We're going to be in Dallas. We're going to be there live. It's going to be a blast. So bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, I put a lot of our bets over on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com, go to 49ers Rush Podcast. You can see all those. But my bet of the week, I'm doing a three-team wild card teaser. Okay, and so what that means is... I need all three of these teams to cover these points that I'm about to tell you. Now, because I'm doing three teams, uh, you get 10 points added to it. So this is a plus 10-point teaser for each one of the spreads. So, for example, the 49ers can lose, but as long as they don't lose by more than 13, we get paid. Bengals by 4.5 over the Raiders, and the Bills plus 5.5 over the Patriots. Um, and again, Bengals and Bills are at home. I'm excited about that. Bet 10 to win 8.3. I have other bets over there and waiting on them to load some more prop bets. Uh, talk to the my bookie guy. They're going to have those up pretty soon. Um, so I'm waiting just to check a little bit more things, uh, doing a little bit more research. I'll have those up on Patreon, all of my game prop bets and whatnot, um, probably tomorrow. So I fly out really early in the morning. Um, I'll try to get that done and get that up for you guys Um but way before game time, for sure, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Now, let's get into our prediction skis for the game. And hold me accountable. You guys tag me in this stuff. Um, because, again, like, if I'm right, like, I'm going to tell you I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm going to tell you I'm wrong. Um, luckily, we've been right more often than we've been wrong, which is great. And, again, I want you guys to throw up right now in the chat what you think the final score is going to be. So throw that up in the chat, and we'll keep a running tab of this, and we'll see who was correct, who was wrong. Now, here we go. Listen to these quarterbacks that the Cowboys have beaten the last two months. Okay, you ready for this? This cracks me up. I'm sorry. It's not their fault. They don't get to pick the quarterbacks they play. These are the quarterbacks that the Cowboys have beaten the last two months. You ready? In order, Gardner Minshew, Taylor Henneke, Mike Glennon, Taylor Henneke again, Taysom Hill. Did you did you hear that? Uncle Rico might as well be on there. Like this is not a quality quarterback group that they have played against whatsoever. Not even close. Now listen to the quarterbacks that they have lost to in that same amount of time. Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes. You want to extend it one more game outside that two-month window. Teddy Bridgewater they lost to as well. So my question to you is this. Is Jimmy Garoppolo more of the Minshew, Henneke, Glennon, Taysom Hill mold? Or is he more of the Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Mahomes, Bridgewater mold? I think that plays into it. This team, and again, nobody gets to pick their schedule. It's not their fault. But man, they have played against literally arena league football quarterbacks i mean that's a bad i love tyler taylor henneke but he's not a you know playoff quarterback right now i love gardner Minshew. i think he's a great backup quarterback mike glennon should not be on an nfl roster Taysom hill is not a quarterback whatsoever um so like ah it just it, it kind of gets to me uh 49 lakers what's up man appreciate the gift he says we're gonna win 49 to 0 49ers obviously 
Uh, 49-0. I'm, I love it. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Rico is the highest quality. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I did not mean to throw Uncle Rico shade. Uh, he can throw that ball right over that them mountains, as he once said. Now, the Cowboys' biggest weakness on all three phases of the game is run defense. They've allowed, listen to this, over 100 yards rushing, the Cowboys' defense has allowed in 11 of the last 12 games. They don't. They let people run the ball. They really. It's it. They want to focus everything on interceptions and hitting the quarterback. That that they tee off. They do not keep good run lanes on film. They don't. Their linebackers are good, but they're not that good, and it causes problems. What's up, James? I really appreciate the gift, man. Appreciate the generosity. Um, he says everyone is expecting us to run the ball down their throats. What is the chance Kyle does the opposite and comes out chucking it around the field to catch him off guard? Keep pumping up the A plus content. I love it. Twenty seven, twenty one Niners is his prediction. Thank you, James. Uh, I, I think I don't know. It, Kyle wouldn't shock me, but I what, and I'll say this: I want to run the ball like crazy. Having said that, my favorite thing to do is running the or throwing the ball on first down, running on second and third down. And one of the things I think teams don't do enough, throwing the ball on first down, just especially against the 49ers, we always go against the loaded box. Throw on first, run on second and third. That's my favorite thing to do. And whenever you run or when you throw it, don't do it out of empty. Don't do it out of empty. I, I <laughs> if, if I could do one thing, I would make empty formations illegal for – <laughs> for Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't do that. You need the threat of the running game or play action to keep everybody honest. I, I hate empty formations. I do not like them, uh, Sam. I am. I do not at all. Um, but yeah, th there's a chance Kyle comes out throwing. I hope not. But if Jimmy's on, Jimmy's on. You know, maybe we see a little bit more of that Saints performance, which this kind of makes up for that because it, Cowboys very high point, high, uh, high potential offense. There's no doubt about that. All right, you can't do a slow start. Yeah, going back to just the points that the Cowboys have scored in their first quarters or first halves, it's bananas. They've averaged 26.6 in games they've won. That's points in the first half alone, 26. In the games they've lost, they've averaged 7.6. Fast start by the defense. Offense, I'd like some points as well, but the defense holds the key to this game. Run the ball on offense. Play good defense. It's so simple. Now, Nick Bosa in the defensive line, I've got their everything this week. Again, defense is everything. I'm telling you right now. My predictions are the defense, defense, defense. That's what's important. That's what I care about. Now, last week, the 49ers hit Matt Stafford 13 times. That's a lot. I want 10 this week. 10 minimum. Make Dak uncomfortable. Now, listen to it. We're going back to Bosa himself. I love this dude. Listen to what he has to say about the playoffs and the mindset and what they're supposed to do. Definitely learn that it's it's football. It's the same game we're playing. It's just really good teams. Um, and there's no room for error or you'll be sent home. Um, so, But I, also, good defense and running the ball helps you win in the playoffs. So we have those things, and we're hoping that um, – could lead us in the right direction. Good defense and running the ball. My predictions on running the ball, I have Elijah Mitchell getting 95 yards rushing and Debo getting 44. 
Now, I think Jimmy gets a couple QB sneaks in there. I think Kyle Juszczyk might get a run or two, maybe an end around to Kittle or Ayuk. But those are kind of my two big predictions, which if just those two hit, that's 139 rushing yards. That's enough to win this game. Trey Hall, uh, appreciate the gift, my friend. He said, I ain't from Dallas, uh, <laughs> but I detailed Boogie. I love it, man. Uh, what do you think about trade packages? Will they happen? I don't think so. I don't think. I think this year it's all in on Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, we didn't see any last week whenever we were down 17-0 to zero or anything like that. I, I doubt it happens. Now, my bookie has a whole separate bet. Will Trey Lance get a snap? Uh, that's that's a bet up on my bookie right now. I didn't take it, but uh, that's there anyway. It, it, it's <laughs> I don't I I love Trey. I I don't think it's happening outside of an injury. So that's what it is. Now my prediction is the 49ers win 27 to 24. That's 51 total points. That's a lot. Um, I do not have us. You know that's right at the over under. I'm not betting the over under, but if I did, I'd bet the over. That's what I would hit. It's going to be a fun game. We're going to be there in Dallas. If you're coming out to Dallas, come party with us. Um, you know, it, come on, man. Let's go. It's going to be a good time. I'm super excited. And this is what it, this is what we wanted. It's playoff football. Playoff football. And again, if, if you're looking ahead, if the 49ers win and the Eagles lose, we play at uh, Green Bay. If the 49ers win and the Eagles win, then we play the second highest seeded team because the NFL playoffs reseed every round. So again, the easiest you know kind of result is Eagles lose, 49ers win. We play at Lambeau Field. Um, everything outside of that, it's going to get weird, and you got to get into seedings and all that stuff. But until then, man, enjoy this win. Enjoy this win. We'll be live at the stadium right after the game. Win, lose, or draw. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for all the support. And until then, man, stay strong, faithful. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.